Get ready to transform how you communicate and market, not only in business, but in your life. This is Marketing Matters. For more information on today's show and other topics, visit ryansowers.com. Here's your host, best-selling author and national speaker, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. I'm your host, and we're broadcasting live here on Business Radio X. And in every episode, as you know by now, of Marketing Matters, we talk business, entrepreneurship, marketing, and much more. Let me start by asking you, though, to support those who care for this show. Athens Orthopedics, taking care of patients in 13 locations, AthensOrthopedicClinic.com. And the heart of what matter, matters, helping people overcome grief one step at a time. Go see them at theheartofwhatmatters.com. We have a great show today, but I want to first say hello to my co-host as always, Jane Bishop, owner of Take the Next Step, janebishop.live. How are you, Jane? I'm doing fantastic, Ryan. I feel like I need to talk fast today. You're really wound up. I am really wound up. You know, when you get get revved up, and I just had an extra cup of coffee, because oh, I have to let you. No, oh. no, no, no. You don't. Listen, we've got Chris de Blasio in the studio. If you don't know Chris, I don't know what's wrong with you. He is owner, founder of Agency 850. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Hey, coffee. I'm all about it. That's Let's right. I, over, I overdid it this morning, and Jane said a few uh, uh, times ago I'd uh, underdone it, so there we go. Um, but anyway, uh, Chris, you know, for our listeners, you've been an actor. You're a producer. You're an entrepreneur. You've got offices in Florida, in Georgia, in uh, L.A., so just tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I actually originally hail from New Jersey. Okay. Um, and uh, so I started out actually in advertising. So I sold uh, I sold Yellow Pages. <laughs> so, okay. I love that story. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I would be an old timer in our field, right? You don't see those things yeah. anymore. Yeah, right. But um, but yeah, I uh, did that. But I always had a passion for the film and television business, you know, and, and being so close to New York, you know, I was like, ah, I've, I've got to make a decision. I've got to go do this. So I went to the school for film and television in Manhattan. Um, and I actually, I, I learned production, but I also studied with a whole bunch of uh, acting coaches. And fortunately for me, uh, I got picked up by ABC early on. And I was on this soap opera called One Life to Live. And I bounced around on a couple of shows in New York. And, uh, and it was great, but, uh, you know, I always had a passion for movies. Yes. So uh, in 2007, uh, I actually moved out to Los Angeles uh, to, you know, to pursue more, uh, more movies and, and um, you know, feature films and stuff like that. So moved out, and in 2007 was during the writer strike. Oh, oh man. So, what oh. a uh, oper- inopportune time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I mean, I was working in New York and then found myself like, all right, what am I going to do? But I've always been an entrepreneur. You know, I've, I've yeah. just been able to kind of look at the market and see needs. And, and um, basically uh, in 2007, when, um, when smartphones were becoming really big. When it first started, right? When yeah. it first yeah. started back in 2007, um, I saw that there was another need, right? And websites weren't fitting on these smartphones, right? You had to do that right. pick and zoom. It was before right. responsive design, right. Right. right? And a lot of people in the entertainment business, a lot of my friends in the business, uh, you know, they were kind of complaining about this. And I said, mm, let me let me see if I can fix it. So what I did was I hired a bunch of developers to create mobilized websites, and I sold it to everybody I knew, and it took off. And that's actually how our ad agency started. So, um, so you founded it out in uh, L.A.? 
I did. Awesome. I did. Yeah. And and it's funny because uh, you know because work started slowing down because of the writer uh, strike. Right. I launched this company, and it allowed me to align myself with the entertainment business. Okay. So even though you know I wasn't I wasn't taking as many you know gigs and stuff like that, I was able to kind of you know work and and you know not have to bust tables or anything like that. Um, and I started this company and, and uh, it just it just kept growing from there. Well, and I wanna make sure we cover today. I mean, you're you're an entrepreneur, you're a speaker, you help people with their branding, you you get uh, pitched films because you're a film producer. Yeah. So you're both sides of the film. You know, today yeah. we're on the air, so no big deal. But, you know, just tell us a little bit about that journey because, you know, there's a million people. We got a lot of listeners are saying like, I'd love to do that. I know you, we'll talk about your website later. Yeah. You can plug it now, tell them mm -hmm. to go to it. But what's the first step in all this stuff? Because it seems overwhelming to a lot of people so to get to get into the entertainment business or or you know an entrepreneur whatever you feel passionate to talk about but everybody says it's so hard you know how do we do it sounds you know, like to me it starts with selling yellow pages I'm yeah, not well, saying. it's true <laughs> that's true i wouldn't recommend that yeah <laughs> that's that's a hard sell right now uh, yeah i mean it was great training i i would say you know it's it's one of the same right whether you're an entrepreneur starting your own business or you you want to work in the entertainment business as an actor as a filmmaker the key is just do it Yep. Don't make excuses. Take a step. Take a step. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, her, her, her oh, company, oh. I'm sorry. Uh, take the next take step. It's actually step. her company name. <laughs> you know, it, it jumped at me. But it, but it's so true. Yeah. So many, what do you think holds so many entrepreneurs listening to the show that want, excuse me, they want to be entrepreneurs back? Mm -hmm. Is it fear of failure? Yes. That and the fear of un the unknown. Okay. Right. And, and the thing is, anything worth going out and getting in life, there's going to be risk. Because if it was easy... Everybody, Everybody would do it. Amen. I think that's worth saying again, Chris. Yeah. Anything worth, worth getting, getting mm -hmm. involves a risk. Yep. That's and, my paraphrase. That's no, it, it's, but it. that, that's exactly what I say. There's people who say, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I want to know I'll be successful. I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I've tried a lot of things, and some of them work okay, some of them work great, some, but it's constantly tweaking, right? Would right. you agree with that? Exactly. And, and that's the thing. You have, to, you have to get to a place where you're willing to risk it all. Yeah. Because... That's it. You, you you know, once you can clear yourself of that, it's only you can only go up. You can only go up. Right. Um, so what was it like making the uh, I know you still do. Uh, you've been doing a little more acting back again, but you're behind the camera and you run a business. I mean, have all those different experiences made you a better business person? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's funny because I started out as an actor and, and you know, I. I I really, that's my first love, right? Like I just, I just love, you know, embodying a character and getting a really good role. But what I learned was when I started learning production, when I was out in LA, so during the writer strike, one of the things I did was I started learning actually the business side of the entertainment business. And I believe that just helped me because I learned every single role. I mean, if you've seen credits on a movie, there's a lot of <laughs> there's roles. There's a lot of credits. Yeah, a lot of roles. Yeah, so, so learn in, in, as an executive producer, I kind of know a little bit about what everybody does, which helps when you're in front of the camera. So I encourage a lot of actors to just just learn. like Pay your dues a little bit? Yeah. Pay your dues yeah. a little bit. You know, do, you know don't be a one-pony show. Right. You know, try to, try to do a little bit more uh, than, than just show up for an audition. <laughs> you know, it's like. And, and, and appreciate yeah. it. You know, yeah. every, everybody plays a role in making it happen. You know, I took a, I was a communication major in undergraduate, but one class I had to take because it was tied to a theater arts was film. Mm -hmm. And I learned that the, how actors come on someone's ass or how they, what, however they're listed means something. I don't remember all what they mean, but then you, you know, in the beginning, and I'm like, they hold a big name to the last and it means something. Mm -hmm. Or at the very end, all those people doing stuff. And 
I gained a great appreciation not doing it, but I was like, golly, how many people are involved oh, yeah. with this third cop scene 12? Right. You know? So uh, that's awesome to hear. But uh, all right, Jane, well, you've got a lot of questions from Mr. Chris de Blasio in the studio today, actor, owner of uh, Agency 850, and... Uh, producing lots and I'm producing directing I don't know if I'm saying it right lots of films even here in Atlanta yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, ask me about that well I want to I want to tell us a little bit more Chris when you said you know you have to clear yourself of being afraid of taking a risk how did you do that with with yourself mm-hmm. um, you know I've, I've always been a risk taker now as, as far back as as uh, as I can remember I mean and I've always I've always been an entrepreneur because uh, it's funny uh, I wasn't the best in school at all. Yeah, right? we, yeah I remember talking about Yeah, we were about, talking about right. that in the last show. But um, so I, uh, <laughs> I, used to, I used to draw with finger paints when I was about seven years old, mm-hmm. and I used to try to sell them on the, on the street <laughs> corner. I love it. Yeah, so to make a little extra money. And, and it's funny because, you know, years later I said, I told my mother, I was like, that's not normal. <laughs> it's like, that's not a normal yeah. student, right? I was like, well, you so. See, you see an angle. Yeah. I mean, well, in, it in, does. You know? And that's a little bit about your personality. And as you've as you have grown up now or you're an adult compared to that seven-year-old kid what do you think is deep down within you that that resonates with that drawing with finger paints and trying to sell it it's just that entrepreneurial spirit Mm -hmm. you know i'm a i'm a creator by heart okay right and and i'm a visionary right so i can see things completed like it just, I just see it completed. And, and the next thing is, is strategy. So a lot of young entrepreneurs, and there's a lot of people out there that have great visions, but they have no strategy. Right. Exactly. That's the missing part. That, that is that, the missing that's part. That's the gap. Yep. That is the gap. And that's, that's where they're unwilling to do the necessary steps to deal with the risk because of that fear factor, right. whether it's to hire a coach or work with a mentor or get into a, a training system. Right. Because a great idea, a great vision is nothing more than a great idea. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, why I have both of you guys here, you know, James helps professional coaching and business leaders Chris I know you do a lot of different things but and both of you in a certain way helping different audiences connect the dots between hey I got a great idea and my question is okay so what exactly are you going to do like I don't know (laughs) well (laughs) you have to do something and you know that's why I said you know it may be the wrong path but you've got to take a step you know and uh, and it's just we have so many entrepreneurs on this show uh, you know, the life of an entrepreneur, would you agree, Chris or Jane? Uh, it's, that's not always easy, but you got to love it, right? Oh, absolutely. Got to love it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not easy. It, and it's, if you think it's hard, it's even harder than you think it's <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you, like I said, you have to be willing to give up everything. I mean, I've been in positions where I'm eating I, I eat mustard sandwiches, yeah. right? I've, I've yep. done that, you know, and, and uh, it's you, you got to be willing to you risk want it all. It. You've got to want it because the thing is, that's your drive. There's going to be days where you're just not going to want to go into work. <laughs> you're just not going to want to do anymore. But if you're doing it because you absolutely love the hustle, you absolutely love doing what you do on a day basis, that's going to pull yeah. you through those dark days. You know, it's funny you say that. And I've known Jane for a long time. And Chris, you and I have gotten to know each other. You know, it's, there's days that I wake up. People don't know this. I just am like, man, I, I just don't feel I just feel like staring into space and doing nothing. But it doesn't matter to me in my 25-year career if, if, if I sell, because sales is my heart of what I do, mm-hmm. everything, built on relationships. If, if I sell something that's 50 bucks or, or 5 million bucks, I just love the game. And, and what I mean by that is meeting people, solving needs, creatively building relationships, not you know scamming right. somebody. But I love that. I absolutely love it. It's never about how much money 
I mean, because I think people, when they chase money, they're chasing the wrong thing. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, and it's always got to, I'm always the, the, the 5149, right? Like I want to always give 51%, you know, of value, you know, to, to whoever I'm, I'm interacting with. And, and that, I think if you come from that and not expecting, you know, expecting, you know, money back or whatever it is, you're going to be successful because it's about the other person. It isn't about you. Here's a nugget I hope our listeners are picking up on, Ryan, because what you both are saying, Ryan and Chris, is that you have embraced who you are and you are aligned with that. Chris, you said you love acting. You just have that entrepreneur spirit. Ryan, you love sales and all that goes with that. That is key for anyone in business because when we are out of alignment with who we are and what our love and passion is, one, it will eventually catch up with us, and two, it's not growth oriented and sustainable right so i hope our listeners are, are hearing that from you too well and and you know it's funny i did a video clip the other day of sales and marketing and you know i happen to spend a lot of time in sales and hence this show's called marketing matters i get asked all the time about marketing but sometimes what they're asking me is about sales and i said they're not the same thing mm -hmm. they should intersect properly they should both be done some people do know both of them you know both of them mm -hmm. chris uh but a lot of people think you know they're a great salesperson but excuse me they may be a great salesperson but they don't understand at all how to brand or marketing and i know y'all spend a lot of time with this or vice versa yeah and i feel when when those two worlds connect you're in alignment and when you're in alignment good things happen right right yep so tell us about uh, some of the because you guys got uh films are shooting you've got people pitching you just let us know what's going on with agency 850 and y'all are all over the country so just you know bring us up to speed yeah we're we're doing a lot of different things <laughs> um what, what are your top three right now um, he likes flying across to la yeah, and back That's yeah what he likes. i was out in la for the <laughs> afm so oh, the wow. american film market okay. so for listeners that aren't familiar it's where every single movie is pretty much bought and sold and so you know i was out there a couple of weeks ago and yeah, we have a couple of projects. We have some of our own movie projects. We have a TV series that uh, we actually just finished uh, shooting a proof of concept a, a couple days ago. So we have that. And then um, as far as the ad agency, we're, we're doing a lot of stuff with like product placement and product integration and a lot of the marketing for, for some of these movies and series that are, that are coming out. And uh, yeah, it's just been taking off. You know, we've, we've, we've got a, a bunch of projects on our, on our, on our slate for for 2020 yeah so. and tell us a little bit i was i just want jane's here more and more movies i mean we all hear about it being filmed uh movies maybe that are smaller budget mm -hmm. or even bigger budget uh here in atlanta correct yeah there's a lot i mean atlanta's ranked number one wow. so for for everything that's going on out here and it's, it's just such a great time for filmmakers and the reason why is because there's so many platforms. I mean, you see all these platforms. I mean, Disney's got its own platform now, and HBO Go, and, and Apple. you know, Apple. Apple. All of these platforms, mm -hmm. the market's starving for content. Yeah, it is. And that's the beautiful thing. If you're a filmmaker, you need to be creating content and getting that out there because your opportunity windows right now, especially if you you don't have if you're a no name, you know, because you might just get that one moment where that door opens. And you get your project on Netflix or HBO or it's whatever. It's a great point. Yeah. Because, you know, if you think about it, I was just talking about this, talking about marketing the other day. You're, they're all competing. you got Amazon Prime and you've got, you know, uh, Apple Apple Plus for whatever, Apple. they got to create a lot of content. Yep. And so possibly that person who's always had a dream, it's time to what I call burn the ship, you know, yep. where you can't go back in your boat yes. and go all in. Love it. And, uh you know, so so you take people, maybe they're aspiring filmmakers, aspiring actors, and you're gonna your agency or you would work with them, and they would contact you. 
um, you know, to help them on the road. Is that right? Yeah, I, I generally I work as an executive producer. So um, basically, I work. I'll either work in the packaging phase of it, which is the very early on. I mean, it depends on the project, right? right? So that's you know raising the initial funds or finding the talent and and kind of getting that package going. So for instance, like we just shot a proof of concept, right? So it's it's you know a package that we're then able to take and show. Uh, say a network or a financier or something like that, right? So I'll, I'll be able to help with that. And then coming in on the on the the uh, during the production is working with product placement. So that's one of the things our ad agency does and in integrating sponsors in, into some of these projects. And then the final piece is the marketing, which is the biggest piece. Most filmmakers <laughs> forget. It's like it marketing. Blo- yeah, it does bl- it yeah. matter. Yeah, it does matter. <laughs> so, I promise you. So this is great. And your audience will probably right. appreciate yeah, this. Yeah, that's right. You know, you've you've got you've got these filmmakers that that actually figure it out. They raise all the money they get their production off the ground and that then they forget to market it like they forget to chris chris it's like i've seen a million people in today's world you can self-publish books you can do whatever here's the problem if you don't market your book and i've written two books no one's going to ever know about it i mean there's nobody unless you're some you know ex-president or ex-cia director or whatever or hollywood star because you know it's up to like jane's written a great book and people love it and she's pushed it out there but most people are like i wrote a book like well, the crickets. Yeah. You know, they, yeah, they, they exactly. don't just, they What'd don't you do with it? I mean, it doesn't, mean, right. doesn't yeah. do anything for you as far as opening doors, even if it's the best book in the world. And, right. and I think probably some filmmakers or people that are hairstylists, they're like, I'm great at my craft. And they're like, okay, but you still have to market it. Exactly. You know? Yep. So, Chris, know, knowing now you have a plethora of experiences, so this is a challenging question. I'll just tell you that up front. Uh-oh. What do you wish you, you knew then that you know now? Oh, that's a good one. Um, so it's funny. My journey was of self-discovery. Okay. Uh, if there was a magic pill that I could give people, it's to they take it and they know who they are. And through my journey, I actually realized it's okay that I didn't do good in school. It's okay that I'm an entrepreneur. It's okay that I enjoy the film business, you know, and, 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 acting and all this other stuff it's okay because that's who I am and that's what I understand and I think when people are listening to the outside noise and having parents friends spouses whatever dictate to them of who they are that's dangerous and it's especially dangerous if you're an entrepreneur because that could also hold you back the people around you and sometimes it's unfortunate but sometimes the (laughs) the people that love you the most hold you back that's true and they don't do it on purpose but it it just it happens so the biggest thing um, that I would say is just know yourself know what your strengths and know what your weaknesses are and just go do it and cut out all the noise I support that 150%. No, it's spot on because, uh, you know, different things. I, I, I got into a couple of magazines locally, and when I did, when about the time of the economy going down, I was doing something different, but I saw a niche that was not being filled, a positive community family. Certainly it's print, but it's digital, it's social, it's through all these things. But my point is people are like, what are you doing? And I saw a niche, and that served one of my business niches because we needed a, a positive news which was covered nowhere and people said you're crazy and then you know five years later when we started the second one they want to be my business partner mm-hmm. you know five more years they want to you know so yep. so that's they the, all the, jump on they board when jump the on trade's board. moving exactly yeah i mean you know and, and, it, and, and it's the thing you know i remember when social media began and i think i got on linkedin in 2007 uh twitter in 2008 right? and people were like why are you wasting your time with social media including people close to me where i used to to work 
And I'm like, it's 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 it. I mean, it's how people are going to communicate. And they're yep. like, whatever. You spend your time on Twitter. I'm like, yeah. all right, <laughs> we'll see who wins it. We'll see who wins in the end. You know, but that, like you say, building your audience, putting out good content was in the early days how blogs, you know, before videos and, and, and radio and podcasts, that was how building an audience and a following led to writing a book. So, right. you know, it, people ask how. It was step by step, brick by brick. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Personal brand is huge. Oh, yeah. And, and it's funny because... Um, I actually did not even have a Facebook page like f- was like four years ago. Like I didn't have any social media because I was I was always in front of the camera. You didn't need it. And I, yeah, and I was like I was like eh, people don't really care about my private life, you know. And it's like people don't want to know who I am, you know. So I just I just avoided the whole thing until I realized it's actually a business tool. Yeah. People yes. want to know who you are, especially in this day and age. Like they want to really, you know, if you're running a company, you know, they want to know the heartbeat behind the company, not just some logo. And that's the biggest thing. So, and that's actually, you know, that's one of the other things that, that our company, you know, helps is uh, we help business owners and entrepreneurs with their personal brand, pushing content, maybe starting a podcast, maybe starting a vlog or having their own show and, and getting more speaking engagements and building an audience. So if the goal is to sell books or to, you know, be a good public speaker, you're prepared and you have the audience, you already have built your own market. And that's where we're going, I, I, in one man's opinion, that's where we're going far as, you know, w- what w- what you need to be working on far as, um, you know, building an audience. Because you need an outlet, right? right? There's so much noise out there. Oh, and you goodness. need to cut the noise. And the only way you can do that is build your own personal audience. Well, and it's not a lack. I've been saying this. It, it, you know, we, we've got one of my friends wrote a book, uh, Fusion Content Shock. He did the foreword. Uh, Mark Schaefer's a brilliant guy and, and wrote the foreword of my first book, Everyone's in Sales. But... He wrote a book called Content Shock, and in about maybe it was a few years ago, it was just talking about the amount of noise because we were always saying content is king. Mm-hmm. Well, content is king, but content has to actually be absorbed. And if you don't, if there's so much noise, your content you have to get attention span. I guess this is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So people got to go. I want to see what Chris Devazio is up to, because if they're not, they're they're listening to a podcast, or reading a book, or they're on Siri, or they're playing on the internet, or whatever they're doing. Our attention span is what we're selling. But people, if they're passionate about something. If they're really passionate, do pay attention, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's they want to binge watch Netflix, they're very attentive to the Netflix they're binge watching because it's interesting to them. Yes. Yeah. But that's where people say no one pays attention. Well, they do if it's something they're interested well, in. Well, that's the mm-hmm. thing about content, Ron. I think it, not only the amount of content, but the quality, quality of the content. Of sure. You mentioned earlier, Chris, that now's a good time because of so much going on that, that there's a huge need for content. Say a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, if if we're ter- talking about personal brand, um, v- yes, volume of good of of content is very important. I think I think the biggest thing is is obviously knowing who your market is, right? So th- this this weird thing happened. You know, there's this long tail of markets. Right. People are consuming, you know, different types of content. You just got to find your market. Yes. You know, and when you find your market and you fine tune your content, you speak directly to that market through that outlet. So call it LinkedIn. If you're going to post a LinkedIn ad, you know, mention, you know, you know, you, you got to understand that people are in a certain frame of mind when they're on LinkedIn as opposed to on Facebook. Absolutely. Right. So you need to speak to that audience yes. a little bit differently than you would speak to somebody on Instagram. Right. True. Or, so, so understanding that platform and then, and then pushing targeted content and, and, and work for engagement. Right. So one of the things is, you know, maybe putting out a poll or asking a question or something like that, because it's not just 
spewing all this content out there. It's building an audience. You know, I love getting DMs from from my people. Like like people have questions. Like I'm I'm always on. I'm the one answering them. Right. I do have people monitoring my accounts, but I do answer them. You know, and and that right there, that connection is great. We're connected. Yeah. I saw. Well, if see if I don't butcher this, it was like successful or happy. Oh yeah, yeah, saw oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you know, I'm gonna give you. People would. But I'm, I'm gonna say happy. Yeah. Because if. I'm happy because I'm successful in going after my dreams. Okay, so I just that, that I'm an engagement. I'm answering you in real time. That was We're gonna a, take social back in live and bring it back to social. Yes. Okay? Well, that was a trick question. I know. So, so it was really a good because you caught my eye because I scroll through. I don't follow that many people. I've scrolled through and I'm like, that's that like. And I love it. I wish our audience could see the expressions on your both of your faces yeah. because it communicates volumes. Yeah. Well, and, and it was he was asking a question, and his question was, I thought, you know, there, there's. They're connected, yes. and and yes. you know most people are like, well, uh, they want to talk about it, but you're gonna be happy if you're successful, and it, yes. and it's not about going back to this. It is not about money. If money comes because and you're treating people the right way, it will come because it's supposed to come. But you pay it forward. You do what you say you're gonna do. You make your handshake worth of something, yep. you know. And and if that's the if that's the case, you're building a brand that stands the test of time. And 100%. that's what I'm passionate about. That's 100. percent that's, that's why Jay and I are so close. You know, we we have the same aligned values. And Chris, as we develop our friendship, it's just when you hear a name, something's conjured up and a brand. And if that's not a good thing, then people need to take a step back and go, why is that? How do I work on that? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the second piece of branding, and Chris, I'd be interested in your perspective on this. People are establishing their brand, whether they're intentional about it or not. Yes. Yes. 100%. You're, oh, every time, every time you're out in public, every time you're in an event. Everything you post, everything yes. you, and here's the other thing. I, I, people always say, they say, I actually don't have a brand. I'm like, well, you know, the fact is, uh, perception is reality, and your brand is a brand. It's just defined by what people say. So if I said, do you know Don Smith? And you're like, I know him. And they're like, don't you love him? I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I didn't really say anything negative, but I didn't say anything. And right. and I, I was saying this to actually was talking to a group of high school seniors because they asked me as a favor to do it. And I said, your digital connections, if you can turn them into real world relationships, give you an advantage. Mm-hmm. But just keeping them as digital connections means absolutely nothing right. beyond a lot of people can see your Snapchat and your, you know, now it's uh, what is a uh, TikTok. Right. Yeah, TikTok yeah. And, but the kicker is how do you capture that and make it real mm-hmm. and uh, uh my three daughters and my uh, middle daughter one of them has made it big time you know TikTok famous and her and her sister and i said they want to do meet and greets y'all gotta capitalize on this she's about 17 18 years old and she's like how i'm like mark you gotta market yourself and right. her parents were like what does that mean and i'm going but you know they they want to pay to sponsor this stuff and uh, people don't understand the power when you have a short attention, uh, people you know, paying attention, right? Sure. And you, right. Gotta, you gotta take advantage of it. Right. So Chris, one of your mantras that you share with us is life is a journey, enjoy the ride. Mm. So how are you enjoying the ride? You know, <laughs> cause you never know what every, what each day is gonna bring you. And, and you know, I'm learning to enjoy the struggles, you know, and, and some of the setbacks, you know, even more than the wins, right? Because I always, I look at every single thing that happens and I say, all right, what did I learn here? How do I get better, right? Because it's going to happen. I mean, there, there, no one lives the perfect <laughs> yeah. life, as whatever you would think on Instagram uh, and Facebook. Yeah. That, that is that's your true. best moments, right? <laughs> exactly. It's your highlight reel. It's the highlight reel. But that, that, that's not true. And, and I like to talk about those things. Like, I like to, you know, like, I, I like when entrepreneurs share those things because, it, it, it there is a lot of things there is a lot of heartache it's 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 lonely sometimes Very. you know and and so being able to um identify if you're going through you know a struggle 
identifying it, but learning how to overcome and just say it's part of the process. It's part of the process. And, and, and this too shall pass, right? So you'll continue to keep moving forward, um, focusing on the bigger prize. Yes. You yes. know, fo- focusing on what your end goal is. Exactly. That focus, that is key. Intentionally focus. Uh, real quick, as a reminder, you can listen to our uh, live broadcast on the second and fourth Thursday of each month at one o'clock Eastern. Just go to businessradiox.com and select on the Gwinnett Studio and click on the Listen Live button. And as we've been talking, if you can't join us live, this show and past shows are easy to find 24-7 for you Netflix benders. Uh, simply go to businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on Marketing Matters. Wanted to say that. We've got Chris de Blasio in the studio with my co-host Jane Bishop. Uh, Chris, as we kind of come to the last few minutes here, you are uh, owner and founder of Agency uh, 850. Uh, Maybe share some uh, parting advice uh, for those entrepreneurs, whether they're actors, whether they're struggling writers. You know, again, we've talked about it's not about money. We've talked about it's ups and downs. But again, there's easy to say, well, it's easy for him. You know, what's what's your advice uh, for the listener to take away uh, from this show? If you could give him a couple of nuggets. Uh, I, it's hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, the, the biggest thing, and, and by the way, it's not easy, and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything, but it's worth it. Exactly. And what would you rather say? Like, I always I always look back, and I always said, you know, when I get older, am I going to look back at my life and regret? Regret that I didn't do something? I didn't go after that dream? I don't want to do that because I can never, ever get that time back. That time. And that yeah. is something that everybody on the planet shares. You can't create it. You can't buy more of it. We all have the same amount. It doesn't matter if you're a millionaire, a billionaire. It doesn't matter. But how you spend your time determines where you're going to be in your goals. So that's why I say if you're not, if you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to be an actor, you want to be a filmmaker, and you're not already doing it, you need to stop what you're doing right now and focus on that and go do it. Because all the time that has passed already is gone. You can't get it back. You gotta start now. I love that. That's I use that. Great. I did a speech yeah. 168 hours in a week, you know, 24 times seven. You know, and it is the great equalizer of all mankind. So you know, and no matter if you have 100 employees or you're one employee, it doesn't make any difference. It's how you spend your time and make your time count because you can't get it back and you can't even move it forward. No. Our time is the present and right. it's a present. You can't manage I love it. That. All you can do is allocate it. How yeah. you're going to spend it? So how can people get in touch with you? Yeah. How uh, can they find you? Chris? Sure. Yeah. On social media, it's Chris De Blasio or Chris De Blasio fan, depending on what platform you're <laughs> okay. on. There's a lot of them. Um, it's D E B L A S I O. Yeah. Right? Okay. And uh, and yeah, uh, Agency 850 is the company. And uh, yeah, like I said, I, I look forward to connecting with everybody. Agency850.com. Uh, have uh, Chris De Blasio, uh, owner, uh, founder of Agency 850, in the studio. Uh, thanks, Chris, for being here. You are an amazing guy, doing amazing things, and I got you got an amazing staff. Uh, you know, and I just can't say enough. So, guys, go check them out at agency850.com or at Chris De Blasio, Chris De Blasio fan. Thanks Thank for being much. here. Appreciate it, guys. Great Thank to have you. you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers here on Business Radio X. Please support those who care for the show again. Athens Orthopedic, taking care of patients in over 13 locations. That's AthensOrthopedicClinic.com. And The Heart of What Matters, helping people overcome grief one step at a time. Go see them at TheHeartOfWhatMatters.com. Thanks to our Chris, to our guest, Chris DeBazio and Studio for making today a great show. For my ho- co-host, Jane Bishop. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Chris. You're this, not Chris. You're Ryan. Chris. I'm Ryan. I can answer to Thank Chris. Thank you, Ryan. This is Ryan Sowers. You've been listening to Marketing Matters. And until next time, folks, make your marketing matter. <laughs>